We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Doing a little Hollywood swinging, baby. It's The Mark Milton Show from the Miller Furniture Studios. What you got to say? I tell you what, Mark Milton, what you got to say on our guest right here, because I will now turn myself into, as I am known in celluloid circles, as the sensei of cinema. If you would, please introduce this young man. Absolutely. So our guest today is a longtime friend of mine. He's a drama school dropout, but, and and he's been on before. Uh However, his last idea didn't quite make the cut to be on air. We did... We did put it on the bonus materials of the, the mm-hmm. podcast, and we call this segment Cinema Maybe. Mm-hmm. And so Doc, my friend, will pitch a movie idea mm-hmm. to the sensei and get his take on whether or not Hollywood film producers would actually uh, produce this. So Doc, welcome to the program. Hey, it's great to be back, Mark. Yeah, hey, well, yeah. How we well, doing? the enthusiasm in your voice really tells us, yeah, it's great to be back. You're afraid, aren't you, Doc? Say it now. Well, I've been afraid, but uh, my therapist has uh, helped me cope with some of the beating that I took the last time I was on this program, so I think I'm ready to roll. All right, let's hear it. What do you got? Let me explain what happened last time. Sure. I got pitched a movie, and the movie, uh, in reality, if we put this in the level of chronology of mankind, that movie pitch that you did, if I was a Hollywood producer and you're pitching to me, I would put you at the level of just above Paleolithic, but not yet Cro-Magnon. Somewhere within that realm lies you, Doc. I want to see you step up into it, minimum, Neanderthal with this pitch. I, I think I can do that. All right. What, what I'm going to offer you today, being that you are the sensei, is something of a dealer's choice. Ah. Because I, I have two very divergent plots to, to offer for your consideration. Right. One of which is an adrenaline fueled script. It's got gambling, it's got risk, and it's got a little bit of a tax twist. Mm-hmm. Tax twist. That's and good. Then option, Mark B, option B is a more of a little bit of a delightful rom-com unifying theme. That's romantic comedy. Rom-com. Rom-com. <laughs> yeah, good. rom-com. Yeah. Uh, so that, I, I leave that to you, Smash, in terms of which you would prefer to uh, be pitched on. Well, I'd rather be pitched on, to tell you the truth, for the female listener right now to the Mark Milton Show, the rom-com, and i tell you why. Because beyond the female, what you, as a pitcher of an idea as far as a motion picture is concerned, you not only have to cater to the feminine base, but you've also got to take into consideration the feminine side of every man. What will be your pitch, sir? My pitch is going to be a film I'm titling loosely, just one of them guys. One of them guys, all right. Just one of them guys. It's a romantic comedy. It's a romantic comedy, yes, sir. All right. Um, So what we've got is, we're obviously, it's 2020. We're in an election year. The country is... Pardon me, sir. Understand yeah. one thing. In Hollywood, they'll interrupt you anytime they want. All right? I don't do that uh, as a, an insult. I'm just preparing you for the game when you hit L.A. All right? So, yeah, speak yep. up a little bit. You know, you gotta, you're got pitching something. I don't want to hear you. Okay. Fair enough. So, we're in an election year. 
Now, quit, quit talking like that and project, all right? Because if you can't project, how am I to believe in the characters that you're trying to put forth to me so I can make some sort of sense as the sensei of cinema of what you're purveying, sir? Okay. So <laughs> let's, let him talk, I, let's let him talk, Let's let him get it out. All right, go. Yes, your pitch. Go, go. ahead, sir. My character is Duke Scott. He's a bit of a 50-something man's man. Um, he's got a construction outfit that he runs. He's a tough guy, working-class guy, a guy who loves his guns, and he hates his PC. Uh, you know, in short, PC, what is it? P- hates his PC, computer or political PC, correctness? Ah, yeah. Political correctness. Oh, not okay. good. You know, so in short, he's kind of Mr. MAGA, if you will, mm-hmm. in a political lens. Mm-hmm. Now, Duke loses a little fantasy football wager with one of his crew members. And part of that deal is that he, as the loser, he has to wear a Hillary Clinton I'm still with her T-shirt for the day. <laughs> it's good, clean fun for anyone. Certainly. But for a guy like Duke, this is borderline sacrilege, yeah. right? So where does the romance come in? Come on, I got others who are pitching. I don't have time for all of this. <laughs> so he run, he makes a little lunch run uh, wearing this T-shirt. He bumps into a woman in line. She's there getting it, you know, uh, he's getting his steak. She's getting her kale salad. Now you're moving. And, now you're moving. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they strike it up. They hit it up. They're going to go out for, for, for dinner for drinks. They do that. They're hitting it off. Uh, for Duke, this is the best night uh, you know he's probably had since his divorce five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, end of the night, he's going to drop her off, and she makes the comment to him like, "Well, I'd invite you up, but you know I got to be up early for the march tomorrow." The march. And the march, and Duke's yeah, just what you said, Smash. Duke's a little puzzled by that because mm-hmm. he's thinking, "Hey, you know, there's no there's no uh, parade tomorrow. There's no holiday. Why would there be a march?" She recognizes that pained expression, and she says, you know, the, the International Women's March tomorrow, Duke. Uh, you know, don't be coy. I saw your shirt. And, in fact, that's the big reason that I gave you my number in the first place. Mm-hmm. So now Duke's got a choice because, you know, on the one hand, that shirt was a gag. But on the other, it kind of got him in with her. So he can either go with the punch or, or, you know, he's got to act, maybe. Can I ask you a quick question, sir? Yes. This almost sounds like the Mark Milton meets Mama Milton in the early days. Is this structured off of someone you know that might be possibly named Mark Milton? I think that's this a reference not- to being forced into wearing a Cardinal shirt as a Cubs fan. Is that what you're talking about? That was not, that was not, but, uh, that, you know, I mean, there are elements in this script that can appeal and hit home to to any viewer, I suppose. And, uh, can I stop you for a second, sir? Of course. Had you told me that Duke was divorced from the beginning, I'd have had more compassion for the character. So if you slowed me up and in slowing me up, you are more or less putting a stymie on your delivery. Please pick up the pace and let's have some adventure. All right. So Duke decides in that moment that he's going to play with it. And he says, hey, oh, March, of course. I thought you said the arch, you know, downtown Mm. St. Louis. So, you know, he says, yeah, I wouldn't miss it. And that, of course, kind of backfires for him when when she says, hey, all right, well, then let's ride together. 
So just to fast forward, which I think you'll appreciate. So he didn't even get uh, to go upstairs, or get he didn't go into the the apartment or the house, so they were going to meet. Well, the next I mean day. that's in Good that's in the script, but it's not necessarily in the pitch. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> nice answer. I'm on a shot clock. Nice yeah, you're answer. on a shot clock. So Keep it going. Nice Let's get answer. it. Let's get the yeah. 45 seconds. What do you got? How does the movie? What, yeah, what's the, next? Yeah. The gimmick is essentially he's fallen for her, but in doing so, he's got to kind of pretend to be everything that he despises, and he's got to pretend to despise everything that he actually is. Let me stop it's you. A role reverse. How many love scenes? Because love scenes cost more than a normal scene does. How many love scenes? Well, we're going to get as many as our budget will provide for. We and, have no uh, I mean, budget at this time. I can only create a budget once I know the number. I'm going to say I'm going to say three. Oh, so oh, you're wow. just guessing Over at your own script. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we like I say, it's a numbers. It's a bit of a numbers game. Continue, um, please, sir. Yeah, I mean, so it's, that's kind of the pitch. We, but we, we do. Is I we have, have the two minutes, where, and then Brad Pitt is coming in. Go ahead. <laughs> so we do the scene where he shows up at her house for the dinner party, and it's you know, unbeknownst to him, it's kind of more of like a political rally. And so he's he's the outsider here, and they're kind of going around passing the passing you know the microphone and state your grievance, state your state your issue. And uh, this is the kind of stuff that Duke and his buddies, you know, back on the construction site would typically mock. But to his amazement, when these, uh, you know, microaggressions are cited, nobody's laughing, you know, and people are empathizing. So it kicks to him and he's, you know. <laughs> we, he's got somebody not, we got somebody knocking. Just a minute. Oh, yes. Yes, Mr. Pitt. Uh, 30 seconds. <laughs> Thank you. You got 30 seconds, partner. Yeah, so he kicks to him, and, uh, you know, he's tempted to sort of speak up, speak his mind, because he is a proud guy, and, you know, his uh, his pitch is going to be, well, you know, the thing that bothers me the most is, yeah, the liberal media, something like that. There's an awkward pause for two Mississippi. Then the rumor erupts with laughter because they perceive it as a joke. <laughs> so now it's, you know, it's kind of like, all right, come on, be serious, and then, you know, he kind of says, he kind of resigns himself to the fact he's got to kind of keep his woman happy. And he says, well, you know, what bothers Hold me on. most is kind of global. Ten seconds at most, Mr. Pitt. Ten seconds. All right. So let's, okay, let's fast forward. Is it, is it love happily yeah. ever after they end up together? I think, yeah, it's kind of the gist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I so who do you, so. Is that who, what you said? Who do you, who do you envision for these two characters? Who, who, what actor, what actress? Well, I'd like to at least talk to Vin Diesel. Well, let me, oh. like, can I stop you? I just, I'm looking out the window. Don't count on Brad Pitt. He's gone. Thank you. He's, yeah. Well, that, that might be a bit, a bit beyond our budget uh, anyway. All right. So you got Vin Diesel. What, do you, what about the actress? I think maybe, uh, you know, if, Maybe a Jennifer Aniston. I, mean, I don't know who you're thinking. Always a fan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think it's got like potential. What yeah. do you think, Sensei? Uh, based on what I've heard, I will say that you have stepped out of the Paleolithic period and you are almost at Cro-Magnon, which gives me a level of respect for you that says at least the man knows how to kill and cut his meat, <laughs> as did Cro-Magnon, man, at that time. So you're coming through. 
with much better concepts. I'm just not ready to buy. All right, let's hear the second one because we got we got a few minutes here. I want to hear the second one. I was intrigued with the the tax angle. You got you get you ready for us? Ah, Brad Pitt just got in the car. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I give you I give you some quick hits on the second one. Uh, the second one, the tax angle because the film's called Five Twenty Nine. Yeah, I want five points, five points on the second one, and then we will make that decision. Go ahead, sir. Five bullet points? Yes, sir. All right. Well, what you've got is you got a kind of the, the middle uh, middle class average man, Mickey McDaniels. He's, uh, you know, wife, kids in the suburbs, corporate gig. But he's tasked to do a presentation in Las Vegas. Now, the wrinkle for Mickey is that he's a recovering gambling addict. So that's, him going out to Vegas is going to put him in a position of temptation. And his wife knows it, and they've got a prenuptial agreement because he had used to be a gambler back in the day. So she begrudgingly allows him to go, but on the precondition that she attends with him and that there be positively and absolutely no gambling during this trip. Well, Wrinkle's thrown his way because his boss, who's kind of a uh, a good old boy, is entertaining a client from Europe who's a soccer hooligan. And they're whining, they're dining, and and they want to place a big bet on a soccer European uh, league match. And so, of course, Mickey's kind of the man that they're trying to go through. And Mickey's saying, well, I can't bet, boss, I can't bet. But boss leverages him. He's got to make the bet. So it's like a $10,000 bet. And that's where the 529 kicks in because in order for him to make this bet, he's got to dip into what would be the scheduled deposit for his kid's college program. (laughs) Paces him in a very precarious situation, but his rationale is that, hey, I'll get back to the office Tuesday. I'll get the deposit. Everything will be kosher. And in the end, who gets the girl? In the end, what happens is that the boss and his buddy, uh, the European client, are doing a little too much whining with their dining. They crash into a semi on the way home from dinner, and now Mickey's 10K in the hawk, and he's got to find, find a way to either, either come clean to his wife or scrape his way out of this, uh, back, you know, reverting to his roots as a degenerate gambler. Mm, wow. Ooh, I'm, I'm glad I was uh, gone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late, but uh, hey, uh, can I tell you something, pal? I call you pal as a mm-hmm. term of endearment. What is your name again, right. sir? Doc. Duck or Doc? Hmm? Uh, doc. Doc, like a doctor? Uh-huh. Well, then you need some medicine on your scripts there, young man, all right? Yeah, how does this one end? So what, so, yeah. You crash into a semi, and that's supposed to be well, the no, end Well, no, but that's, that's the end of the movie? No, so that's actually the kind of the pivotal point of the movie because now he's got to work his way out of this hole. Uh-huh. He doesn't. There's no paper trail saying that this 10k bet is owed to him by his boss. That's gone in the crash. Yeah, I got that. Can so I stop how, you for so a second? Is this, is this a is this a, a period piece? Because 10k means nothing in today's yeah, modern world. Yeah, I think world. you'd have to up that. Was this from the 1800s or what's the story? I they don't have semis in I the 1800s. I think you'd have to say 100 grand. Yeah, minimum. 100 grand. Minimum. 100 grand. Think big, yeah. pal. If you're not thinking big, you're not going to get big. Which would present some tax problems because you can't take the money out unless it's going to be St. for Louis a qualified tax education lawyer. expense. So, 
beware. He's going to have some penalties. All, All right, right, go ahead. So what happens? So, I mean, he's, he's ultimately, he's got to go back to his roots. You know, he's got the, he's got his text lined up to his wife. He's going to be doing that. And then he says, uh, you know, he sees, uh, you know, people high-fiving at the, uh, the roulette wheel. He hears the roll of the dice, the roar of the crowd at the, at the craps table. He's got the, uh, the sweet serenade of the slot machines. And, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's going to revert to it. And then I guess the second half of the film, there's a lot of adrenaline because, Again, he's got to do this. He's got to win this back, but he's got to do it without his wife knowing that he's he's gambling. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of this stuff where it's like she goes for the spa day, the massage, and you know, like he runs down and races, and you know, he's trying to just like gamble, uh, you know, as much as he can, and maybe she goes to to pay at the conclusion of that, and it's kind of like, oh, don't worry, ma'am, this one's comped. She's comped, you know, like it, it shouldn't be comped, and you know, there's a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. sir. Do you, do you know this is Hollywood? Do you know that uh, the first thing we're going to ask you is, can we make an app out of your movie? Your hesitancy in answering means no. And with that, our session is over. And let me say thank you so, so very much for being here. We'll take into consideration what you have put forth in front of us. And let me just say on the side of, at least credibility, you have gone from beyond Paleolithic to the edge of Cro-Magnon, knowing how to paint the animals on the walls of the cave, but yet not knowing how to blend the paint. Salute. Good work, Doc. Thanks for being on the show. (laughs) You're listening to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. If you've got tax questions, you can email them to mark.milton at stltaxlawyer.com. Again, that's mark.milton at stltaxlawyer.com. We appreciate you listening. You can find us at 590thefan.com, themarkmiltonshow.com, and anywhere you podcast. I'm a sensei. And you are brutal, sensei. man. Brutal. It's hard. It's hard to watch. It's hard Did to you listen. ever watch a karate kid, man? Was, was his sensei brutal on him? <laughs> he was. Yeah. And what happened? Know, he kicked everybody's ass this, I don't know if this drama school dropout doc can withstand this sort of punishment. We're going to have to go a little easier on him next if time. If he can't handle the punishment, he can't handle Hollywood. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back after this.